Here we go. Roll for ignition. Welcome back to Starlight, where we are massively overpowered. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I have easy encounters, I have hard encounters, and they just come at the players, and good old Nathan's prepared. And speaking of Nathan, he is the one joining me with... What? What? what, what? Tell, us, tell us about your character. Tell us about how proud you are of him. Oh, Atlas? Okay. <laughs> Oh, oh, Atlas! What's your what's your class again of the character you're playing? And uh, tell us a little bit about the new ability you got um, that you paid 25 HP permanently for. 20 to 20. receive. 20. 20 sorry, 20. Lots, lots of HP though. Permanently, not nothing can fix that except when I get the power to team at. Um, but so Atlas is a Path of the Beast barbarian. Uh, he's sitting at 60 HP now. What I got from doing that was the uh, Blood Fury tattoo, which has, it's a legendary version of it, has the 10 charges, um, and regains all his charges at dawn every day. And when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you expend a charge to deal an extra 46 necrotic damage to the target and regain a number of hit points equal to the necrotic damage dealt. Um, and then I'm Isaac, your host and GM. And with that, why don't we jump into this episode of Starlight? <clears throat> Neuralink access memories. At last, after one short trip through the Astral Sea, Atlas and Fable Gloom arrive at the secret headquarters of the mysterious Harpers, and the time for answers are at hand. Memories retrieved. It's a 10. You're on a roll. 15. This is going to be a whole new world for you. All right, give yourself some right. inspiration. So, we jump in to Ostrog's dragon piercing the silver disc, the teleportation circle between the astral sea and the material plane. It is like, well, it is an experience that you were getting ready for, and there's nothing, no feeling, no nothing. You just suddenly from one place to another. You're attached in at the front, looking out from the dais, from the perfectly blue sea into the now dark expanse of space. You find yourself in a flash of light, hovering over a barren moon or planet, maybe. It is pockmarked with craters from where asteroids have struck it. You can tell that this probably once used to have an atmosphere and has long been dead. As Fable Gloom brings the dragon across its surface, not many words are exchanged. Hala's in the room, but she's quiet, egg held tight. As the ship passes this giant 
stone arch that still stands. And as you pass that stone arch, you start flying over a crater, and in the crater you see a desecrated city. Now there's nothing there but the remnants and bones of what used to be. And on the horizon, there are three dreadnoughts hovering. Welcome to a forgotten part of the Garden of the Gods. This used to be the home, the world in which the Harpers were born. And there are our remaining base, as he points ahead to the Dreadnoughts. The Dreadnoughts are all, they're not docked or connecting, but you can see that there are sometimes every once in a while a ship that goes back and forth between them. And a series of codes come in through the dragon. Fable Gloom sends back a series of codes. And then a voice finally comes over and says, Bright candle, Fable Gloom. Please make your way over to the Distratus. Pulling up to dock now, as he brings the ship into the the furthest most right dreadnought. As he lands the ship into the bellows of this great mechanical beast. You can just see before the ship shuts down that it is a it is a busy hangar bay with many of people, some of which are of all stripes and colors, races and creeds are all coming up to take care of the ship, as well as are busy taking care of other things. The one thing that you can just see is they all carry that medallion that Fable Gloom tried to hand you once. Fable Gloom pulls his hands out of the water, removes the out of the fluid, removes the goggles, and he says You have the egg? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Then here's to hopefully a change in your life. And Fablegloom walks over, pats Hala on the shoulders, and he says, Come, child. Let's get you a fresh new set of clothes, a shower, food. Will there be ice cream? As much ice cream as you could want. As he leads ahead of you to the ramp that is opening and out. At the far end, there are about three others, and they come up and meet Fablegloom, and him and the three talk back and forth, and then he finally turns and points at you, and, and they nod, and you just catch the wisps of the words of, we'll, we'll get the High Harpers ready, and Fablegloom says, We are going to meet some of the High Harpers. There are five, two of which are gone. One passed recently, and another one is out on a mission. Of the three we're going to meet, you will meet High Harper Mezuan, High Harper Klain, and High Harper Tasha. They are the de facto leaders of the Harpers, and the ones who originally set me on the mission and in fact many of us to start piecing together this dark shadow who has been trying to take and bring about to the ends of the world such pieces as that egg you now hold. 
We will meet with them, and they will answer your questions as they see fit. I will give my testimony. I will answer honestly. And then, likely, they will send me from the room, and you will have your own time to speak and be questioned. Are you ready? Just to clarify something, the egg won't be taken from me. Not that I know of. Alice will clap him on the back and say, that wasn't a question. I'm just letting you know beforehand. Fableglum makes a, a thin smile. Uh, never mind. It's not worth saying. And he begins leading you with the others. You guys make your way into the heart, the very heart of this dreadnought. And you are welcomed in to what appears almost like a room meant for tribunals. Hala has been taken away to be cared for and all of that. But you and Fable Gloom, a little bit later, stand in this hall. It is built in a style where the room is circular and these three high harpers sit above you. Behind them, there's rows of kind of bleacher seats that could be filled. And now that you stand before them, the high harpers all look down, each one of them different in their own right. To the far left, you see a great floating mass wickedly pointed teeth a tongue that lolls in its mouth one great eye set upon a reptilian head along with various eye stalks high harper mezuan a beholder watches you from the left at the center high harper clane a figure who is hard to distinguish and is within a metal casing that kind of comes up in this in this shape that only allows the head to pop up out of it. And the head itself almost seems uh, amorphous and it's the rest is encased in this metal body. It has like these like eight crab legs that allow it to kind of scuttle around. And then to the far right, you see a human woman, High Harper Tasha. She is a fair skin, full lips, ancient eyes, and wears a wide-brimmed witch's hat and has a tattoo on both cheeks. And all three peer down at you. As Fablegloom says, And so, after all of that, that is my story to this date. Yes, I have lost the shard, the Ayun shard that you gifted me and allowed me to grow into the armor. I will recover it. That is a grave blow to our order. But standing next to me is the one who bears the egg of Bahamut or Tiamat. The beholder leans over and he just says, But, is he actually going to part with it? I do not know. I do not presume to speak for him. Tasha says, And would you presume to say what his predilection is? Fable Gloom puts a hand to his mouth, looks over at you. <laughs> Violence. 
hmm, well, we could always use more of those in our order to get things done. And then Clayne, the cyborg, says, Violence is always a last resort. Brock Campbell Faithful, you are dismissed. If we have further questions for you, we will reach out to you. Fable Gloom then bows and he just says, Hi, Harpers. And then he whispers to you and says, Good luck. And exits the room. Leaving you in this, this cold tribunal. What is your intentions with that egg? Alice, look over to the beholder and say, just to gain more power. Hmm, to gain more power. Oh, I've walked that path myself many times. And where did it get you? Where did it get you? And Tasha just kind of shrugs and she says, Many places. Although not quite the exact destination. And that is why we need to take him seriously. This is obviously an individual based off of Bright Candle Fable Gloom's reports who's willing to do anything for his ends. We should take the egg from him now and rip his body and leave it in space floating. Well, that's a bit presumptuous. No, not quite. Give him a chance to defend himself. The cyborg looks closer at you as the legs kind of like scrabble on the metal and he says, You've heard bits and pieces of the evils that we are facing. And indeed, the evils we hold at bay and have held at bay over centuries. Bright Candle, Fablegloom has told us that he has shared some of the current going-ons. So you want to use this egg to gain power. I am not necessarily past that, but I will say, where is it aimed? There are forces. One who now poses as this dark god who would use this egg for his own ends. But once Loxodon, according to our research by the name of Naguvu, once a part of a Loxodon extremity group, he stumbled upon Kaiyu crystals and their secrets and has found his way into a, a tradition that we long thought we took care of. And now he seeks to strike back against the world. Would you use this egg to help in that? If it means killing the Guvu, then yes. And what about once the Guvu is done? At that point, I don't really care about most of the uh, universes you would want to call it. I just protect the ones that I have close. I don't care for any of these big games or whatnot. And that's just the point. If you use the egg, and presumably, if Tiamat is released, or Bahamut. The problem is, is they are demigods. Most gods are dead. Well, sleeping, almost unwakeable. But they left one weapon, something to balance out the times. You see, both Tiamat and Bahamut promise that the world will be reborn anew, 
They say it will be protected if you have Bahamut. It'll be destroyed and reborn with Tiamat. But what does that mean? What is protected? If Tiamat is writing too much good in the world, then is Tiamat not protecting things? My problem with using the egg is we don't know what will happen. And if you have those that you want to protect, by unleashing the egg, you might be unwittingly killing all that you hold dear. My plan when I asked Fablegloom is if you guys knew how to unleash or harness the power of the egg was more the fact that I'm not really trying to unleash Bahamut or Tiamat. I'm just trying to honestly just take its power. <laughs> so, uh, humans are so insufferable. Of course we understand how to release the egg, but it's a demigod. Once released, its course has been set by beings greater than it. It's programmed, and it's not something we know how to control. Though the opposition seems to think that he does. Should we tell him? John, you've met one of our agents before. She reported on you. She thought that you were working with one of Naguvu's own bedfellows. You will remember Bright Candlelastery, I believe, Evelyn. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, Astrid. Well, she thought that perhaps you were in league with Boris Shidukar. A man who has gone missing. Since I was just, again, trying to use them for my end's means. I'm not paired with them or going towards their goals. Which she moved you out, but brought you up to... Brought you up to us, which led to some investigations into Atlas. You have some very interesting murky paths, and to be honest, we couldn't understand most of it. The only thing that we could find was your record of time within the FRA forces, and then you disappear. And it's a very thin line to how you got to be where you are now. But, shuffling that far back, there are reports similar to the... Very similar to the kinds of things that come from these eggs. We believe, and perhaps this is of interest to you, as we think we have drawn the line, these eggs are all somehow connected to Nagoo and his entire cabal of dark forces. Boris Dakar, Though Bright Candlelaster is out looking for answers about exactly how he is connected, she is supposed to be returning this very night to to report her findings. I bring all this up because, as I said, Naguvu is the only one who claims to know how to control it, and he very well might. There's an ancient Loxodon tradition. A tradition called the Way. It's a old Loxodonian religion, which was built off of, well, Loxodon priests who would siphon knowledge and, and deep understandings from the, the body of a god 
one that was sleeping, and one that was evil. In its sleep, it poisoned the Loxodon race. It filled them with its own visions and destructions for the world. We know that... We know that they broke into the vaults long ago. Forty years or so ago. And they were able to gather some of the shards that the then Triumvirate had hoarded to keep away from any Loxodons. And since then, Nagufu has all but changed. And even now we hear these radios signals coming in from all over. Likely the work of Boris Dukar planting various relay signals across the universe that are hypnotizing and bringing Loxodons back to their homeworld. A world that only lives in their memory and way of knowing to get back. Naguvu wants to, by the manipulation of a dead god, we believe, set that egg on a path to destroy all there is. And he believes he can control it, and we do not. There cannot be a way to control a demigod. You can hoard that power, you can protect that power, but ultimately, the only thing that you can do is, is keep it from being unleashed or unleash it. You cannot set the path. So just to get this correct, the there's nothing that you guys can actually do for me with figuring out how I can harness this egg's power. In regards to the egg, we know how to unleash it. Though we would not just teach it to you. In regards to harnessing it, that is a secret only the gods know. But, you give us the egg, and there's much we can do, much we can show you. It's obvious that you are filled with pain and anger, rage. Hand the egg over, and we can show you a better way. And not just a better way, but we can teach you things that you do not know. I don't really plan on giving up the egg. It's the only thing I really have that can... potentially... Fulfill all of my goals. Well, that's fine. So long as you and the egg are here, you are under our protection. And more importantly, the egg is under our protection. You will have to understand that until the egg is fully within our holdings, or until such a time comes that Nuguvu is dealt with, You will not be allowed to leave. You will not be treated as a prisoner. You will have the ability to move anywhere within the ship. But we cannot permit you to leave. I'm assuming then that you, pe you people or Harpers are weaker than Nagubu. <laughs> the only one who balks at that is the Beholder. 
as he just <laughs> But it's the cyborg, High Harper Klein, who speaks up. I would not suggest that. The problem is not that of strength. Though every day that goes by in Uvu amasses more Ayun stones. Or at least the left we understand from reports of his appearances throughout the galaxy. He grows stronger every day. But he has taken swiftly all means by finding him. He's kept his, his location hidden. If we knew where he was, we would bring the entire force of the Harpers to bear. And it's not just us. We have many within our pockets who would work with us to take them down. But where? We know from the radio signals he is calling Loxodons to the Dark Planet. And how? <laughs> Loxodons are interesting creatures. One of the first ones created by the gods. They hold in them ancestral memories. Memories that can be awakened. And without any prompting, any guidance from current generation, they just know things. When the Harpers crumbled the way so many centuries ago, eons ago, that memory of their home planet and the ability to forge and release the destructive forces that that, that parasite of a god that feeds their dreams, that's all there. And the only ones that can remember it are them. That's why the Guru hasn't been shy about just putting it out randomly on the radio because the Loxodons are the only ones that will remember. While as of today, we have captured Loxodons, but the more you hold them in confinement, or the closer they start getting to their destination, if they are not alone, they either find ways to escape or, or they go crazy. And that, Tasha speaks up, that is why Bright Candle Astrid is of vital importance. She is seeking Boris Dukar, who was directly reached out to by one of the agents of Naguvu to set up relays to release this information. Those relays are getting direct lines from wherever this dark planet is. And if not from there, then someone, another third party that is getting those lines from that dark planet. And if we can get Boris Dukar, then we can find the little rope that leads us back to Naguvu. I have some information on that. But I need you to show me how to use the egg. And I can promise you that, and I'll let you read my mind and whatnot. But I can promise you that I'm going to use it to kill Naguvu. Uh, you're gonna have to make a persuasion roll on that one. I'm using inspiration. I rolled a 12. Oh, so close. Nat 20. I'm not even gonna touch it. Nat you 20. Look at this. Look at this thing. They all exchange a look. And eventually, it's High Harper Klain who gives the okay. 
Natasha says. I can tell you about the process. Will that suffice? I'll accept that as long as I know or there's a guarantee that I actually have the ability to or opportunity to actually use it and not something that I'll need you or something that you have. (laughs) She smiles and she kind of like laughs a little bit at that. You're trying to play some political game telling me that you'll tell me the process but then hold on to what I need to actually use it then there won't be any deal. It's not really a matter of us holding things back. It's just a very difficult thing to do. You need a Starforge. A Starforge? Yes. Long ago, in ancient times, when this universe was new and just crafted, the stories go that the the first peoples, the Loxodons, Elves, greys, they were so loved by their creators that the gods gifted them with a way to tap directly into their own power sources to create wondrous things that would make their lives better. And these were Starforges. They are great vessels, often floating forges of the size of planets. And you align them with the stars, and you bring and channel the power of often the various suns into them as a direct line into the gods. It was a conduit in which you would channel it into artifacts, items, and things by with which wondrous things could be made. And this was the case for most things. But eventually, as all creation falls, they eventually fell to darker paths. War, feuds, and these starforges were used to create weapons of war. There was a rift between the gods, and they interceded. And as one god interceded, Another one would grow jealous at the way that their creation was treated, and they would intercede, and it ended up becoming this war of pawns that left scars and ripples all across the material plane, and ended up opening whole new portals and places such as the Astral Sea. Realizing the the evils of their own actions, that it mirrored those of their creation who created the weapons in the first place, the gods made a pact that they would put the universe right, and that they would forever sleep. And to this day, they have. In their sleep, little bits of their power bleed over from behind the gate that holds them away. These little bits of power grow across all the various planes. This is where you get Ayun stones, usually in very small quantities, almost None that you can see to the, to the human eye. But in some cases, you get larger bits that contain more power. Starforges are a remnant of a lost time. And that's how you would open this. This egg was made in a time of war, in a time of weapons. The egg requires 
the pure, unadulterated power of a god or a goddess. Legends say that the essence of whoever is powering that forge will be ushered into it and could affect the outcome. Other legends say that that part does not matter, that the corresponding good or evil will appear based on the state of the world. Which one you believe is up to you. That's, she shrugs and folds her hands. Well, I'll give you all the information if you can tell me the details on how to use the forge and where one is. And then when I that when I can um, gain the power of the egg, I'll go after Nagubu. I think this will be one more persuasion roll. Shit. <laughs> Same DC, 15. Oh. Two. The beholder shakes his head and he goes, Heretic! You have not earned that information! Calm down, Mezuan. Though you are right. Perhaps that information can be traded in the future. But as of right now, all we have to go off of is our first impression of you and Fable Gloom's report. And I find you unstable. Where does that verdict stand, High Harpers? Unstable. I agree. Unstable. Give him time here with us, and we can decide at a future date. Do you agree, Atlas? To stay here, the egg in your possession, while we assess our trust for one another. You said that you didn't know much about me, and obviously some of my information is not there. But just so you guys can be on the same page as myself, Naguvu and the people that he works for, or that's working for him, that I've learned that has betrayed me, will all die. I can guarantee that. But all three of you, if you choose to, go ahead and just read my mind, go through all my memories. I have one goal in mind, and sadly, I'd rather die than have that stopped. Beholder looks over to Tasha and says, Well, he's giving you permission. And I won't resist at all. Tasha looks a little uncomfortable, but she says, So be it. And as she stands, she points a finger out at you, while the other hand begins wisping through an incantation as your mind starts to resist against an effect and suddenly as you let it kind of overtake you, you find yourself in a stupor, almost similar to that of what Naguvu Shade had done to you before. And Tasha says, Atlas, who stands before me now and this council of high harpers, I command you to tell us your true intentions with the egg. Well, my true intentions are with the egg is to gain the power of Tiamat and to destroy all the ones that betrayed me and killed my loved ones and massacre everyone that they know. If you cannot obtain the power of Tiamat, if it is indeed true what we say, that the egg can only be unleashed and not used, will you set the egg aside into our care? If I can't gain its power, then yes. My, my goal isn't to destroy the universe. My goal is just to... Uh, 
destroy the ones that I need have on my list. Well, I am glad you answered that last question of mine. The last one was, if you cared if the world burned. It's good to know that you don't. Hi, Harpers. Well, my goal isn't to, like, burn the world. I could care less if it does. She stops speaking to the High Harpers, and her head turns slowly to you, and she says, So if you meet your goal, and the byproduct is the destruction of the universe, that is fine with you. And the full truth is that the byproduct ended up me being, having to kill the rest of the few loved ones I have left. And at that point, I just killed myself. As long as I can reach my goal, then I could care less. If the world burned, but I was able to protect the ones I love, then that's the option I would take. At that point, you feel the spell release. Hi, Harpers. I do believe that he's speaking the truth. Where does the verdict still stand? Unstable! <laughs> Klain looks over at Tasha, and she says, Vengeful and misguided. And Klain looks at you and he says, Vengeful, misguided, and with potential. With that bit of revelation, we will keep true to our side. This very planet below us, in its entirety, is a star forge. Activating it, however, is something that would require more energy than we have the ability to create. Not more energy than could be obtained. Additionally, if we were to activate it, or you were to, the amount of power it would bring would incinerate everything within its vicinity. There's your answer. Now, it would still be my preference that you stay here. But given the way you answered us, I am in favor of allowing you to still travel under the chaperone in interest of the egg and the future, continued future of the universe under the watchful eye of bright candle fatal blue. And should she return, seeing as she has past experience with you, right candle Astrid. If indeed, what you speak is true, and I believe it is, then you will be instrumental in tracking down Boris Dukar, using Astrid's information, and helping us return all of the dots back to Naguvu. Is this a deal? Yes, and... Also, you guys may already have the information, but when I was using Boris, when we had our deal, I set up a satellite or a system of communication on the moon of Vindicus. They look at each other. Not a word is shared, but Klain returns his attention to you and says, We thank you for your contribution. Rooms have been prepared for you and for your other charges. the very least, we ask that you do not leave this day. We would like to get full reports from Astrid. Fable Gloom also 
is in need of a re-upping in terms of rest, gear, and mental. It's mental state. You can use the time. And I also walk out with with the egg. With my egg. Alright. And um, with that, I, I think that's probably a good place to call the game. Yeah. Cool. And so yeah. the story heats up, the and things are, are getting moving. And hopefully this provides a chance for Ray to get, get caught up, I think. So cool. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for the game man and Take thank you guys crazy. for jumping in and listening we'll see you later spacers man, thank you for listening to this episode of starlight we hope this show brings you as much joy as it does for us to craft it significant effort on the order of 10 to 30 hours of editing goes into each episode and though it is something we will do regardless any support goes a long ways if you would like to support the show, here are a few tangible ways in which you can. Rating it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser helps grow the show and allows us to broaden the audience to spacers who don't know their fans yet. Sharing it with friends or family does the same. And if you wish to donate to help keep our running costs low, you can do so at Coffee in the links below. Last but not least, a simple word of kindness and encouragement to our email below is enough to keep us going no matter what. Have a question or thought that you wish to be aired? Please reach out to us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com or our social media on Instagram at starlight.adventures. Now, until next time, spacers. Spacers.